Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Mike Beckwith. Jim Merritt. How about that? Not one, not two, but three of us. Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, Beckwith, we'll start with you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So for those of you you may not know, uh, you're an esteemed member of the Hamilton County Library Board, which I didn't know was a thing. (laughs) It's not. uh, You... uh, (laughs) It kind of is. <laughs> well, I guess in today's day and age, yes, it is. We are fighting the good fight. So it's amazing how the battle has even made it there. And so. you ran for Congress. Yep. And now you're about to be the next lieutenant governor of the state of Indiana. Would you like to declare <laughs> you keep, that today? You keep saying that. Uh, no, I, there's nothing to declare today. Well, but you will be the first to know. I'm looking forward to you being the lieutenant governor so I can ruin all of your friendships in state government the way I did for Merritt. <laughs> hey, Another pelt. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim, I always say he helps me uh, reduce my friend size down to a manageable size. That's what, that's what it is. Now, Jim, Jim Merritt, our other guest, 30 years in the Indiana Senate, was once the most popular person in the state house, and then... Uh, well, decided to do a podcast with me, and <laughs> Not where is that more. today? You also ran for mayor of uh, Indianapolis. But real quick before we begin the uh, the show, you know I hate to do this, Micah, but you said a bunch of people were saying very nice things about me last night. They were. It was amazing. So I got to host the uh, the um, Boone County Republican Women's Club put on a, a candidate forum. Why did they pick you? You don't even live in Boone County. Is that how popular you are? You know, they've got a really strong women's club yes. over there that are like it's the it's the America First Patriot crowd. So I mean, I connect with them really well. I, I love going wild over, there. over there. They are. They're great. They have some, and they have some sort of uh, alcohol permit there for that club. Yes. Because when I went and spoke at that group uh, last year, they were like slinging drinks. They were like, would you like seven cocktails? That's awesome. <laughs> it's Karen. Karen Glass, I think, is uh, she runs it over there and she's she does a great job hosting, but yes, it, they do uh, they do pass out the drinks. So. Uh, and they were very excited that you were friends with me. Yes. Uh, I, do you know how many people came up to me? It was like, it was a number of people came up to me and be like, oh, we love you guys on, on uh, WIBC. Yeah. Rob's awesome it's not to love and i was like wait rob rob kendall are we talking about the same rob rob right this is what i've told you and i've told merit this that your political friends hate me but folks i'm very popular with the the folks absolutely you're the the america first the the people who want to hold their government accountable yes they they love you you have done a great job being their voice maybe when you become lieutenant governor i will challenge diego for secretary of state and i will not hire my brother-in-law to be 
a high-ranking official. <laughs> That'd be a good move. <laughs> hey, I, I'm still I'm still uh, uh, set on the fact that you're going to be my press secretary. Oh, yes. You're going to uh, deal with the press. I, I think that would be nev- amazing. I will never leave this cushy job with no accountability whatsoever. <laughs> they will drag me out of this building kicking and screaming. You know, the amicable separations. No, that's not happening that's here. That's funny. All right, so let's start with uh, we are, well, we're well past halfway through. We are, what is this, the middle of March, so we've got about a month to go. Merritt, when you you spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, at what point were you like, all right, enough screwing around from you people. It's time to get down to making stuff happen. When do when do the senators and the House members actually start caring? Right now. Right now. Uh mid <clears throat> excuse me, mid-March. And uh when the House bills come over and and the highly coveted Senate bills are are either dead or they've gone to the second house that being the house of representatives that uh, is really when uh that's when they start boring in that they they start prioritizing if you will yeah and uh and they're very uh they 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 covet their own senate bills and the house bills are 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 really in second place and so the priority right now is a budget in, in a, a member of the Senate's uh, mind in, in Senator Bray's mind is getting a, a getting the budget over to to the Senate from the House, uh, putting their budget forward and as well as taking care of their Senate bills over in the over in the House of Representatives and, and the House bills coming over are. Um, are probably third on the list. All right, you mentioned Senator Bray's mind. I'm not sure he has a mind, and we'll get into that today. Uh, We've talked about this before. When you were in the Senate, and maybe it was because you were in leadership, whether I agreed with what you guys were doing or not doing, there always seemed to be a path, a chart, a course, an agenda. You said, okay, here's what the Republicans are trying to accomplish this year. I have no idea, on the Senate side especially, what the Republicans are doing, why they're there, what the goal is. Do you? Well, we talked about this before, and and uh, and and right now, uh, the uh, really with supermajorities in the House and Senate, uh, agendas tend to melt away, and and it's it's kind of a strange session this year because I I don't watch the Senate and the House very often, but there's not a whole lot of fighting going over there's yeah. not a whole lot of amendments going on bills or being suggested for bills and um it's a different year in the in the legislature this year and i don't know if it's it, it, it they have a um uh a hangover from uh last summer but um uh, there's not a whole lot of energy in the building and that's not to say the lobbyists aren't energized because you walk in there on a Monday and everybody's been talking all the weekend and it's ants at a picnic. I mean, it's, it's very, very busy. And so the answer to your question is, is I'm not really sure what the agenda is other than they want to pass a budget and they also uh, want a, a, a strong education choice agenda of bills to pass. And I think those two things probably are, are paramount and, and and really the goal to get done sometime in April and and as they say at NASCAR with about 50 laps to go or out at the speedway it's time to go it's uh, time to time to get done all right Beckwith before we get into this uh just ridiculous thing the Senate did this week in terms of killing parents rights to parent their kids you're friends with these people you're for some reason still nice to them and get along with them 
<laughs> what are they what are these you know we talked about this uh i think last week on the show in great detail and it hasn't gotten any better what are they doing well, what are republican senators doing well i think they they lack they lack leadership uh you know the, you look at a state like florida i always bring this up but you have florida's doing something because of one man and it's ron DeSantis. he's willing to take the arrows for the caucus he's willing to get in the battle and be the one that the left can focus their their hatred and vitriol towards and that gives cover to the senate and the house down in florida we don't have that in indiana eric holcomb is he's go, he's gone on on uh, all of the social issues the only thing he ever talks about is economics if you listen to eric holcomb it's economics economics he forgets that the moral foundations of society uh are the house that economics stands upon and if you remove those foundations you'll remove all the economic prosperity but so he he's out of the fight, and so he leaves it. He leaves the the House and the Senate open to receive all that fire, and they have to take the arrows. And when that happens, we saw it over the summer, kind of like what Jim was was referring to. They're they're hung over from the summer. They had a big battle this past summer with abortion, and they they these people are not fighters. They they literally are not fighters. They are good people. A lot of them. They have good intentions, but they do not know how to fight this this leftist narrative that really i mean scares them it scares them into submission and so we are seeing the effects of a a uh, a lack of leadership and i said last night when i was at this uh, boone county event with talking with multiple people there said what is going on in indiana i said listen we should be the nation's leader when it comes to conservative agendas moving forward but and, and honestly if if Governor Holcomb would have governed like Ron DeSantis these last four years, we'd be talking about Eric Holcomb for for president. Yeah, that's just, which is so wild. Yeah. Uh, it is just blows my mind. All right, uh, Rob Kendall, this is Micah Beckwith, Jim Merritt, program statehouse happenings. Let's get to what the Republicans in the Senate, Micah, I'll start with you, what they did this week. I have no idea why they did this. They killed House Bill 1407. It had passed the House overwhelmingly 5833 indiana capital chronicle had the article so it's not like this was awesome oh, uber controversial thing that republicans were bolting from left and right it was 5833 which essentially would have allowed parents to parent their kids especially as it relates to people under the age of 18 deciding they want to be transgender and this actually arose out of i think you guys had the people speak yeah at uh, the the IFI banquet, I, IFI banquet. Yeah. Yes, there was a couple in Anderson whose child decided, a child, a person yep. under eighteen, yep. decided they wanted to be transgender. The parents said, "No, nah, we're not doing that. When you you know become eighteen, you can chop or grow or do whatever you want. But our house, our rules, you're not doing this because let's face it, people under eighteen change their mind more often than they change their underwear yep. and chopping or growing or blocking or whatever. That's not a good idea." The House passed a bill that said, and by the way, people say, Rob is so mean to the Republicans. Here's something I'm nice I'm going to say. The House of Representatives did the right thing, passed a bill that said parents have the ability to decide what kids do with their bodies when they're kids. And your friends over there in the Senate, Rod Bray, put the kibosh on it. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. I, I don't know what's going on at the Senate. Just to put it in perspective, This these parents that lost their child, he was 16 when he came out and said he's a transgender, He's a, he wants to be a girl. They're Christians. The parents are Christians. And they said, no, 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 you are uh, who God made you. Your identity is what God says you are, and you are a, a young man. 
and he claimed of abuse. The C, uh, CPS sweeps, uh, swooped in, and they took the child from the house. Uh, they lost their son for the last two, three years of of that family's life because he's been in CPS now. Now he's 18. It's 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 over. It's a done deal at this right. point. They they lost him, and uh, and and so this, and, and real quick because yeah. these people spoke at that IFI yeah. event. Yep. They were, I mean, just incredible people. They Amazing. were very kind people. This was not something where people were alleging, oh, my gosh, they're abusing the child. They're, you know, they're assaulting the child. It was they simply just said, nah. We're not going to affirm you in this. Right. Yes, we accept you, but we don't affirm you. And that's what the left, the left wants to to force this narrative. If you don't affirm us, you're unaccepting. No, no, no. I can accept you and love you the way the Lord loves you. And I'm not always going to affirm everything you do. I mean, Rob, I don't affirm everything you do. <laughs> I love you. I love you though, you know. And you know and and likewise like and and so so the Senate this was a grand slam again. I've been talking about easy political wins for uh the Republicans down at the state house. This was one of those easy political wins. Now, the left, the ACLU, the the loud 150 people that come down and pack the house because or the court or the state house because uh they they don't have jobs and they just do whatever the ACLU tells them to do. It scares these senators into submission, but overwhelmingly, 80-plus percent of Hoosiers think that this bill is a good idea. And and so I was talking to a legislator the other day in the Senate, and he was like, I don't know why we're not moving on this. I don't – I this is – this is a win. I I agree with you, Micah. This we are dropping the ball on this, and so that's yeah. They all right, Merritt. I'm going to ask you because you're a senate. You were a senator. How how does it work? Because the, the quote in here basically made it. The Indiana Capital Chronicle article basically made it sound like Rod Bray walked out there and said, "We're not doing that," and it just went to squish. And the quote this is from Molly Fisher. I will make the uh, I'm sure highly egregious mistake of assuming her gender that she's a woman because her name is Molly. Uh, quote: Senator Bray has serious <laughs> concerns about the legislation and citing the pending court case on the matter doesn't see a path forward for the bill. How did this work when you were in there? Did David Long just wake up one morning and go, yeah, we're not doing that, and it went squish? Were people able to object to that? Because that's the way this sounds. Well, <clears throat> there, there are um, a just a, a boatload of bills that came over from the House of, of Representatives, and uh, Senator Bray and the leadership there have taken a look at all the bills and the time that they have – which is relatively short, probably three meetings of of committees, and they try to figure out. Uh, and and I, I I think what should have happened is should they should have explained what they intend to do with House bills going forward. There's there's a vacuum here when you don't when you don't put the information out there exactly what they're going to do for the next three weeks, then people uh, fill that fill that void, and that's what's happened here. And, and and Robert and Mike, I don't know how many trans transgender bills there actually are, but it's been reported to me that there's just a lot of bills going, as many as fifty bills that deal with transgender, and and the and the left media uh, has made this a a um, a cause celebrate, and 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 so I don't know what's actually going on in the political. Uh, field, if you will, on the field of play regarding transgender. But um, I, I would hope that there's a plan on passing some bills that are that are dealing with this. We know uh, what the media is trying to push. 
but there's a void there. There's a vacuum there that's being filled by the by the by the liberal media, and um, it, I just hope that something comes at the end of uh, in the middle of April that that they have acted on some bills because uh, I have not read the bill, but what the way it's been explained uh, is it 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 is uh, something that. Uh, let's just say uh, with people that are 21 and under we don't allow them we don't allow them to drink alcohol yeah you can't even drink a beer yeah. no. but you and, can chop so, off your genitals th- yeah th- this is this is something that uh that makes sense uh, th- th- you know for somebody to say that government can't allow you to do it um it happens all the time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just Sorry. rob kendall jim Merritt, michael beckwith program uh state house happenings we're talking about house bill 1407 and it's more than just a transgender bill, though. It's a parental bill of rights, Micah, which says, look, you are in charge of raising this person as a parent until they are the age of 18. And then at that point, they can drift off and make whatever mistakes or whatever they want to do. But until then, uh, I mean, there's a reason they're called a dependent on the taxes, yeah. right? There's a reason you get a tax write-off for taking care of the child. They're dependent upon you. And it just, it just blows my mind, and I know you believe that there is some hope in the Republican Party, Mike, and you regularly tell me that I have to stomach Todd and Diego and the rest of the overachievers that that party puts forward. But I look at this and go, what's the difference between this and the Democrats? Well, so the the left will claim that children have uh, constitutional rights, and that's that, not true. That's not true. They don't. The parents have the constitutional rights, exactly. and they choose to dole them out on their kids as they see fit. Because if you could, if you could say a child has a constitutional right to lop off whatever they want to lop off, or I, I deal with this in the library board, they'll say they have a constitutional right to free speech. They, a child, a, an eight-year-old, should be able to go get pornographic material in the kids section. I say no, they don't have a constitutional right. They're like, oh my gosh, you're taking away their constitutional rights. I say, okay, fine, let's go down that. If they, if you give them a uh, First Amendment right, guess what? We get to give them Second Amendment rights too. <laughs> They get to go, an eight-year-old gets to go buy a gun at that point, and every leftist will be like, oh, no, no, that's not a good idea. Oh, so you're saying that there's a difference between the First and Second Amendments? No, there's no difference. Those are those are equal amendments mm-hmm. under the law yeah. and uh, and protections under the law. So so they like to play this game like kids somehow have this, this mental capacity to be adults, and that's what's going on with these transgender pushes. And, the, you know, to your point, Jim, the, the left is very loud, and they have this slate of hate kind of narrative going on. Oh, this is a slate of hate. Yeah, Sounds- they have the bullhorn. That's right. And, 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 yeah. and as well as, uh, Robert, when it comes to these issues, uh, it, it, an issue doesn't get far if it's controversial, if they don't have somebody carrying the torch. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it could be anti, it could be pro. Uh, and so it, it, it's just like uh, the, uh, you probably, Mike, you probably don't want to talk about this, but cannabis. Yeah. There, there's nobody in the Senate uh, uh, there's no Why credible Beck voice. Why would talk about cannabis? <laughs> well, there's no cre- there's no credible voice in the state house. I believe, house. as lieutenant governor, there will be no more staunch advocate for medical marijuana than Micah Beckwith. Yeah, right. well, that's that, right. that, that would be good because that's, what, that's what a controversial issue <laughs> needs is somebody that's going to push and push and push some more, and um, and we don't have that right now. And on a bevy of issues, including the one we're talking about right here. Yeah. I, I, yeah. so, Just like DeSantis in Florida. That's right. All right. So, Micah, you have 
stated that, you know, you talked to someone and they said, we should be moving on this. Yeah. Should, was that a senator? Was yeah, that it was. Oh, yeah. So why doesn't that person speak out? Nobody, it seems like nobody ever speaks out. Nobody ever grabs a bully pulpit. Nobody ever walks into yeah. the atrium. Nobody ever walks in. Fear. You know, yeah. Fear. They, they just... Where are these people? The, your buddy Crane, his campaign slogan was "Courage when it counts." Yeah. Where's the courage? Yeah. Seems like now is when it counts. Yeah, it, it's it's Jim's spot on. It's fear. They they are not in leadership. They want to be in leadership, or they are in leadership and they don't want to lose leadership. You know, I give Mike Young a ton of credit what he did over the summer when he went when he bucked leadership. And guess what happened? Leadership kicked him out of his power. I mean, they they removed him from his chairmanship because he stood strong on life. And they said, nope, not in the Indiana Senate. We want to have a watered-down uh, life bill. We want to somewhat okay with the abortion bill. And, uh, and Mike said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he got his hand slapped pretty hard. And so I think a lot of other senators see that, and they're like, uh-oh, if, if we go against leadership – it's kind of that concept of if you're gonna if you're gonna go up against the king, you better kill the king. You know what I mean? And they don't want to just wound the king. And I think most people think, hey, we can't we can't do anything right now because I'll I'll totally lose any influence I have in the walls of legislation. But to that point, uh, Rob, I think they don't understand the influence they have outside the walls of legislation. That's the power of every st- sitting senator and every sitting representative is getting to the bully pulpit and getting the people on your side. And then when there's a tsunami wave of people behind you, they leadership will not be able to stop you. Why does AOC have any cred whatsoever in the state of politics in America? It's only because she has used the bully pulpit. She's not she's not committee chair, she doesn't have committee chairmanship. She's not in leadership in the Democrat side. She but she has a wave of influence that is following her and there's there's thousands of people that will go to bat for her communist ideas uh in uh, in well, washington well pastor you're right she has a vision i hate to yeah, say that that's right she has an agenda yeah. she has a vision and she can communicate it's corrupt, that it's a corrupt vision but yes it is a vision yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and 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 we need that the state house yeah. robert you've heard me talk about uh seeing in front of your headlights what is going to what's indiana going to look like in 2025 and 26 and 27 we really are taking care of things at the moment, and and at the moment right now is a budget, and and we need our leaders to look forward to say what's going to happen if we have another pandemic. Yeah. We're not going to put up with six feet. We're not going to pick up yeah. uh, put up with mask. a mask. We're yeah. not going to put up with uh, Shut, shutting down the economy. What are Michael? What are we going to do different next time? And we need our leaders to take a look and and really learn from what we did and what we don't want to do in the yeah. future. Yeah, that's good. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Micah Beck with Jim Merritt. The program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. As we uh, wrap up our show today, Micah, you mentioned that you were uh, headlining or hosting or some sort of something. <laughs> Moderating. Yes, uh, getting a free meal. Uh, There's no meal. There was no meal. Free, free what? Drink. No. There are a lot of cupcakes, but uh, those, those go straight to my head. But it, it was so. in it was in Boone County, and uh, it was for the candidates on local government. And Jim, I know you and I have talked about this for for a long time. 
And while Boone County may be doing better than some of the others, let's face it, the most of these offices go uncontested, especially the local governments, mm-hmm. especially the town or city councils or county councils or whatever. And so it's something that Micah and I talked about earlier this week on the Kendall and Casey show, and I want to bring you in on this too, Jim. And, and Micah, I'll start with you, and then we'll and then we'll go to Jim Merritt. Uh, how do we get people involved? Because I think this apathy is a big reason the Republicans at the state house behave the way they do, and now Republicans in local government are behaving the way they are because they say, "What are you going to do? Nobody even runs against me. Much less am I going to lose?" So how do we get people? to not be apathetic and how do we get people to be involved well it's education i think that's the it's you got to educate the electorate and we have a a dumbed down electorate it's the john dewey uh vision for america you know back in the early 1900s the progressive agenda that was birthed under dewey and under fdr and uh they 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 have they have seen their, their the fruit of their work which is dumbing down the electorate to not really know the process not really know the importance of the process they don't if you ask people uh, on the street are we are we a democracy or are we a republic they're going to tell you nine times out of ten we're a democracy they don't even know the basics of our government so to me i look at it as a pastor it's all about education so i think it starts in the churches that's i mean again this is it's close to my heart but if pastors around the country we have thousands we have over three hundred thousand churches in America, 300,000 churches in America, and and if every pastor were to do their job, whether their congregation was large or small, and say, everyone, we need to know what our Constitution says. We need to know what the Lord says about stewarding our nation. Here's how to be educated. Now let's go out and actually vote in good candidates. Let's serve. Let's go find places that we can steward our nation. It would change America overnight. I think that's where it starts, but we have a we we've been told we're not allowed to talk about politics and we're not allowed to talk about religion. Those are the two most important pinnacle issues of any culture going back thousands and thousands of years. It was politics and religion that made or break societies. And now we've been told in schools, we've been told around the dinner table, we've been told in churches, can't talk about politics and you can't talk about religion. Yeah. yeah. Pastor, it's crisis. Yeah. Nothing is going to happen until we have a crisis. Uh, yeah. Nothing until our lights blink. It's not a crisis now? Well, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think it, 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 it's just like 9-11. It, 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 people don't react until there's crisis. When the when the lights start bl- bl- blinking, we have brownouts. That's when people are going to maybe use uh, solar panels or wind turbines as a alternative source but it, it, the only way that we're going to get small modular reactors in our communities is when we have a crisis that people have put coal in a corner and we've got to use some alternative source that can power our, our industries and all these jobs come in Indiana. It's crisis that is going to make us change our behavior. And uh, we can educate. We've been educating for a long, long time, Pastor, and uh, it's not working. The only time that we're going to get change in our state and our nation is when we're at the at the cliff. Well, let me push back on that just a second, just just a little bit. And I, yeah, I, I think you're, you're goody two no, shoes go at it. I think Let's you're go. right. I think you're right. The crisis is the mechanism that gets people to change their movement and the behavior. But look at the left. The left has been educating in schools how to make good little Marxists. 
and and they come down for ACLU Day because they've been told your job is to be a good soldier. You do what we tell you to do. When but Republicans pa- don't do Republicans that. Republicans don't do that. We've Well, we've lost the battle in the schools. Exactly. We've lost the but battle. Crisis in, yeah. Republicans, that's what's going to yeah. change. That's right. Happen. It's different with Democrats yeah. and, so, and socialists. Yeah, so it's, it's different. They it's education understand, they, they understand the they're power on of the education. Team. Yeah. Republicans don't act like a team. I know. They don't fight. Yeah. And so... I mean, yeah, we're yeah. both right. Yeah, that's but, right. But I agree. with, with yeah. Republicans, it takes a crisis yeah. for change. Yeah, I, th- I agree. And you look at all, you go all the way back through even biblical history. The Israelite people, God's people, he loved them. He blessed them. He would raise them up. He'd pour his prosperity and blessings out upon mm-hmm. them. And then what would happen? They'd get complacent. They'd turn away from the Lord. The Lord would warn them. He'd give, he'd give subtle pain to them but eventually it was full-blown crisis Mm -hmm. that caused Mm -hmm. them to come back on their knees and say lord we're sorry we turned away from you save us and he would always come in and save us right and we're coming into the easter season and that that word hosanna like you you hear that proclaimed in the easter season when jesus rode into jerusalem they said hosanna in the highest well that means god save us now Mm -hmm. they were a people in crisis under roman dictatorship and authoritarianism and they were saying we need a god to save us and and so we we've got to get back to that place in America where we're uh, saying Hosanna, God save us. All right. Well, I thought you two were going to go at it. I was pretty jazzed <laughs> well, up for that. Just remember one thing, <laughs> Pastor. Just, yeah, disappointing. <laughs> Governor Holcomb had thirty-one executive orders. Now, are we going to allow the next governor to do that? Yeah, no. You know that that was that was a, we shouldn't. Yeah. That was a crisis stage. Yeah. And and the legislature should have been a part of governing yeah. back then. Hundred percent. And, and so you've got to. Remember, in that crisis, there has to be the people speaking, not just the chief executive. Well, and to that point, you got twenty the, seconds. Okay, the that's cri- my point. You got twenty <laughs> seconds. This is my show, and you two just totally hijacked it. We've go got, ahead. Got, oh dear, Robert, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no you no. got twenty seconds. I got twenty seconds. But the legislature didn't do anything in that crisis. They should have said, "No, we are the most powerful branch of government. Government, their executive branch. We're taking back the power. We're not going to let you get away with it." But they didn't even do that. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ten seconds each. Merritt, I'll start with you. What do you want to plug? Uh, Merritt, morning. It, Thursday mornings, uh, Klopp and I, Brad Kloffenstein and I, have a podcast. You'll be hearing. Uh, this afternoon, we're gonna we're we will. This being Thursday, March sixteenth, we'll be taping it and uh, streaming it today. All right, back with ten seconds. Yeah, so follow me at Mike Beckwith for Indiana on Facebook and Instagram, and then sign up for the Hoosier Leadership Series at Hoosier Leader or HoosierFamily.org, and uh, that's that's how you can get educated and make a difference. I'm so glad you guys are both here. I've ruined so many friendships for the both of you over the years, and it's nice to see you're still helping me out. That's hilarious. I love it. Love it. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, and Micah Beckwith. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt and Micah Beckwith, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.